Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network is a Moonsault Media production and is intended for private use only. For more information, contact RetromaniaPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, discretionary warning after uh, hearing myself back and feeling nasally and congested, I too do have a cold. So I am sorry, Dave, ahead of time for kind of you know, making fun of your situation or making light of it because now I am not feeling well. <sighs> but what is, do you, do you think about the future? How far in the future can you think? Obviously WrestleMania. The most stupendous WrestleMania in the history of WrestleManias is happening in like 30 days. But when you, it was like, boom, I love branding. We almost we're trying to brand everything and marketing. You know, it's just fascinating to do that. So you have to do what makes this WrestleMania different. So the word stupendous is not used very often. So when you're hitting stupendous, it's like stupendous. What the hell is stupendous? You know, a lot of people have to look it up. You know, and it sounds good. It sounds grand, like stupendous. Wow, what the hell is stupendous? <laughs> but it's all you know. I haven't used that word before, and it's not in everyday speak. Stupendous is not in everyday speak, so that's why you want to do something to get everyone's attention, you know. And then, oh, okay, what's stupendous in WrestleMania, etc. So, as things like that. Yeah. So, whenever you think of stupendous, how long does that take for you there? How how long is that branding? Are you walking around your office that has that that goddamn dinosaur head behind? You? Are you walking around that office? Are you in a suit? Are you doing the billionaire strut around the office? Why are you thinking that? How long does the stupendous branding? After all these years of doing this, I mean, WrestleMania 38. Here we are. Congratulations, by the way. That was before you were born, but that's great. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, at what point? How long does it make? Like that decision is thought of, and then it's like, boom, we're going with it. I have 2,000 other things I have to do as well. Well, I think when you're creative, um, and some people think it's a burnout factor, it's not really because if you're concentrating on one thing at the moment, which is difficult for me to do, but uh, and and you, all your creative skills are pouring it, and something else comes this way, it's also creative. Something it's a great relief because hang on, and you deal with this. And when you come back, you'll think differently, generally speaking, or what you just learned from that. So it's it's a big creative wheel all the time that's going on constantly. So you're thinking of ideas, planting seeds in your head for something going forward. That, that's kind of what I do, by the way. Like, I, and I don't want to. Ever- yes, and I, I thought of the. Uh, from there, I was I was thinking and being creative, and I thought, stupendous. Hey everybody, and welcome to Marking Out the Day's Extreme Watch-Alongs, presented to you by the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. I'm one half of the hosting squad, Kobe Nida, and I am here holding it down this episode. We're not going to do a watch-along. Um, we are going to review along, essentially. Dave is out. Um, he's He's sick. Hopefully he, he wasn't infected by something with the new floor of the new studio. Hopefully the guy that was doing the work didn't like leave an upper decker or something. And uh, the fumes maybe got to uh, Dave. Dave, um, Dave, I hope you're okay. Get better soon. No, uh, all jokes aside, um, <clears throat> Dave isn't feeling good, so 
I'm going to run this episode down myself. This episode actually being March 4th, 1997 from ECW Hardcore TV. And if you are not familiar with this show, get familiar. It's Marking Out the Day's Extreme Watchlongs, where Dave and I have been running down the episodes of ECW Hardcore TV from 1997. And what a wild ride it's been. Um, We also have plenty of other shows in our archive, our illustrious archive at Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. Uh, You can find that by searching any podcasting app, Retromania with a W. That's right. Um, 400 plus podcasts, a wide variety of shows. Dave has his show kicking out at two. Lots of fun on that show and plenty other shows. Origin of Attitude, Hulkamania is Dead, Guyton Wrestling Radio, bonus content, Out the Wazoo, the first season of Marking Out the Days where Dave and I covered uh, The Weekend Wars. That was before The Weekday Wars, uh, if you will. It was WCW Saturday Night and WWF Superstars from 1992. That was a fun series that we did there. All that content, hundreds of hours for your ears, hundreds of episodes, can be found on the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network on any podcasting platform by searching Retromania with a W. Like, rate, review, share, and subscribe if you dig us. It helps us grow. I appreciate every listen and download that we get. Um, this is a little passion project of mine, and it's it, it's 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 been almost five years now. Um, so it, it's been a great ride. Um, Thank you guys. Okay, all right. Now that that all that shilling shit is out of the way, let's get into this episode. That was ECW Hardcore TV, March fourth, nineteen ninety seven. Essentially, this is a recap of CyberSlam nineteen ninety seven, the event that happened. Um, ECW, you know, on their weekly shows, would just have to fill you in on what happened because in 1997, not everybody had instant access to everything. And Dave and I have talked over that uh, previous episodes of Marking Out the Days, um, uh, even the first season. You know, uh, back then you had to wait for a magazine to come out or you had to hear from word of mouth rumors or rent a videotape that took months and months to produce. Um, You know, it was just different then, so... This is a recap of CyberSlam 1997, essentially, you know, bunched into this episode. So we start the episode off where Dave had left off of the last episode. Um, it's a tag team match that was set with Bulldozer Brian Lee and Raven to go against Tommy Dreamer and Terry Funk. Um, and it shows where Raven has essentially said to Tommy Dreamer that... Um, If he pins him, Terry Funk loses his title opportunity. Um, I don't know where he gets the uh, right to make that claim or, you know, have that have that say. But, uh, you know, it's ECW and we're just going with the flow. But it does show Tommy losing his cool and then they start the intro to the show. So Tommy Dreamer starts uh, beating up on Raven and then we get the intro and, you know, it's it's dubbed over butt rock. Anyhow, we come back from the intro, and the tag team match has started. Um, Tommy hits a DDT on Raven, goes for the cover, but then thinks about it. You know, he's going he's gonna to cost Terry Funk this opportunity at the ECW world title. And Terry's trying to get the pen later in the match on Raven because he wants that ECW title that bad. Um, Joey Styles explains on commentary how Brian Lee is a gun for hire for Raven. 
Um, and he's also part of Shane Douglas's triple threat. So it, it makes sense that Brian Lee is intertwined in here because he's just a hired gun and he wants some money. Um, money is the motive here in wrestling, and that always makes sense bringing that up. Because why would he work with Raven? He could get the title, but, you know, money is also good, and he'll explain that later in this episode, actually. The match ends up in the audience, as most ECW matches do. Um, let me help you over the railing. Punch, punch, punch. Okay, back over we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it gets old after a while. You see the same thing over and over again. Um, <clears throat> kind of like a lot of the deathmatch wrestling. I'm not the biggest fan. Sometimes they're entertaining, but, you know, you do the same thing over and over, and it wears thin on you. The match breaks down more, and Terry Funk gets a spinning toehold on Raven, where Raven is about to submit and give up. But before he can, Brian Lee, bulldozer Brian Lee, comes in with a trash can and smacks Terry Funk in the side of the head with it. Uh, bulldozer Brian Lee in there with a the trash can lid, just smashing Terry's head over and over again. Um, and this is just something you, you, you normally wouldn't see in your wrestling program. Uh, alas, in 1997, you know, we're getting more and more hardcore, we're getting more aggressive, and just two years ago on network television, uh, there was a problem with Jerry Lawler and Duke Drozzi. I mean, in, in 1995, think of Jerry Lawler hitting Duke Drozzi with a trash can, or vice versa, and the network called and had a problem. I mean, it's, it's, it's insane to think that, you know, the violence just progressed so quick. In wrestling, I mean, it was always prevalent, but uh, WWF was known to have uh, a easier, uh, easier on the eyes product, if you will, more kid friendly. There wasn't so much blood and brawling. But this year of 1997, with ECW on the rise and their involvement with WWF, we start getting more hardcore, or dare I say, attitudinal. See, I came up with that word, too. It was, uh, well, you know, a, a lot of people don't hear that word, really, in their vocabulary or use the word attitudinal. Um, so instead of hardcore, I came up with the branding of attitude. Uh, these superstars of mine have this attitudinal about the attitudinalist about them that radiates attitude, as you see. So Tommy Dreamer is bleeding everywhere and Terry Funk just will not stay down after getting hit in the head over and over again. Damage control comes out, referees come out, and Terry Funk is forced onto a stretcher and wheeled backstage. <laughs> and uh, Ry Rhino and Raven and Brian Lee just pose in the ring. Like, yeah, we did the damage. Um, and Tommy Dreamer is helping Terry Funk out. But uh, yeah, that's 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 pretty much that part of the match. And then it bleeds into another segment, which this all essentially takes up half of the program. Uh, it's Stevie Richards, Big Stevie Cool. He walks out with Lori Fullerton. That's Sandman's wife and Sandman's kid. Whoa. They go to confront Raven in the ring and uh, Raven just puts his chin out and dares Stevie to kick him and Stevie attempts to do his Stevie kick. But Brian Lee is just waiting there in front of him, clearly, but uh, Brian Lee catches Stevie and by the throat and does a chokeslam um, and back to the trash can as Brian Lee just smashes Stevie with it. 
Uh, Sandman's wife then gets into the ring. She slaps Raven across the face, but Raven gives her a DDT. Violence against women. Yeah. Okay, uh, Tommy, <laughs> Tommy Dreamer, uh, Tommy Dreamer comes back, and he gets chokeslammed by Brian Lee. Then, all of a sudden, the Sandman returns. Oh, man, he's got his son on his shoulder, cane in hand. Sandman starts coming out and brawling with Brian Lee and Raven. He nails Raven with some cane shots, and then a DDT, and a ref comes out of nowhere. One, two, three. The Sandman has been Raven! Wow. Um, so he's proved that he can pin Raven. Uh, maybe he wants a title shot. Um, who is deserving of the world championship? That's what Joey Styles is in question here. He's like, who's going to get it? Wow. So um, a lot of stuff going on, as always, in ECW. A lot of moving parts. Sandman embraces his son with a gig mark on his forehead and pops his son's shirt off and celebrates with him and walks out. No, uh, no harm done there. Just uh, long-lasting impressions of violence. In this son's mind, being traded off by wrestlers, and then his dad, you know, comes out and whacks the guys with canes, blood everywhere, and, you know, take my shirt off, dad. Let's get out of here. Celebrate. Let's have a beer or a smoke. So, in the ring still is a bloody Tommy Dreamer. He offers a prone Stevie Richards his hand, and they stand face to face, have a couple of words, as Joey Siles says, We are witnessing history tonight. Um, and like I said, that took up half of the program there, that whole event of the tag team match uh, spilling out into another match with Sandman. Not necessarily a match, but it's ECW, and Sandman wanted to prove that he could pin Raven. Um, and the ongoing feud with Raven and Tommy, as always. But uh, yeah, I mean, not much to say. We're just We're just gearing towards that title match that's going to be coming at Barely Legal. Um, so who's going to face Raven for the championship is the question. And speaking of barely legal, we then get a package of the upcoming pay-per-view and some dubbed over music again, some more butt rock. We then go to Tommy Rich in the ring with little Guido and Chris Chetty is in the opposite corner. Oh, that's right. Wildfire Tommy Rich. He gets on the mic and he says, I'm not going to say a word on this television until everybody quiets down. And I could sit here all night because I look good and I'm next to the sexiest man. <laughs> what? Little Guido is the sexiest man alive? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, nice compliment there, Tommy Rich. I guess. Weird. Anyhow, uh, Tommy Rich explains that he's what he's doing in the ring with Little Guido, and he's stating that um, his great-granddaddy was from Philly, and he was with the mob, but they were going to do him in, and then he went down to Tennessee, and you see, him and Guido are FBI. Not the kind that'll come and check you. We're full-blooded Italians. Tracy Williams, Guido, and me. Uh, the family called and, you know, Guido needed some help and he kind of trails off because the audience is not really into this. And why the hell is Tommy Rich getting involved with an Italian gimmick? Anyhow, it'll it'll progress. Uh, we go to a commercial break, I guess, because it fades out and comes back. And it's Chris Chetty and Little Guido starting their average match. It's the basic match ever if you've ever seen one. 
It's just the basic match. That's it. Guido taunts the crowd, and the ECW crowd, always clever and boisterous, uh, holds up a micro penis gesture. Uh, like, you're a little Guido. <clears throat> Fun stuff there. During the match, Joey Styles mentions on commentary that there's the debut of the first graduate of the ECW House of Hardcore, Chris Chetty. But we, we just saw him a couple weeks ago as Chris Vandelay. He worked for Art Vandelay. No? Okay. That was a lie. Anyhow, Chris Chetty, the first graduate of ECW's House of Hardcore. I mean, these guys are, 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 are just putting on a basic match, and you can tell that Chris Chetty still has a lot to learn in the ring to get seasoned, if you will. Uh, Guido goes for a top rope knee drop and misses. Chris Chetty rolls him up. Right after that, surprise, one, two, three. The rookie gets an upset victory. Wow. Tommy Rich was not even involved in trying to help. <laughs> Even after the match for a beatdown or anything, uh, okay, whatever. Tommy Rich then gets on the mic and says, We're Pisans! We're Pisans! Full-blooded Italians, baby! We had a bad night, but we're Italians! And they hug. Uh, I mean, okay, I guess it's all, all's, all's well with Tommy Rich and Little Guido, even though they lost. Fade to black. Okay, this next segment, I'm just going to cue this audio up um it's the fake undertaker in his pre-biker taker garb also pre-doa garb it's 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 brian lee bulldozer brian lee listen to the voice though it kind of sounds like how undertaker would start to do the big evil biker taker promo um yeah just check it out show me the money show me the money show me the money ask stevie richards ask terry funk I'm a bulldozer for hire. You stand in my way. You stand in the way of my money. You show me the money, and I'll take somebody out for you, too. The bulldozer, Brian Lee, the first bounty hunter in extreme championship wrestling, and perhaps the best bounty hunter in the business. As you saw on last week's program, for the franchise, Shane Douglas, as part of the triple threat, he helped dismantle the pit bulls. And then earlier this evening, as Terry Funk had the famous Funk spinning toehold on Raven, the World Heavyweight Champion was screaming, I quit. The bulldozer smashed that garbage can into the head of the legend and mounted an unrelenting attack that saw Funk stretchered away from the ring. Thus far, he has kept the pit bulls away from the franchise and has cost Terry Funk his comeback. When we come back, we'll go back to the locker room and get a word from the World Heavyweight Champion. Wow, yep, a lot of stuff there explaining like we what we just saw at the beginning of the promo, or what we just saw at the beginning of the program, uh, essentially setting up Bulldozer Brian Lee in a big way as this intimidating force not to be reckoned with and uh, putting the pit bulls out of the way and Terry Funk as well. So a lot of heat on this Bulldozer Brian Lee. All right, let's continue with this awesome promo here, this little insert from Terry Funk and one Raven. Welcome back to ECW. You're documenting what may have been the end of Terry Funk's comeback. Earlier this evening, it would appear the champion beat with the spinning toehold. Before the referee could hear Raven say, I quit, Terry was bashed in the side of the head by the bulldozer in a garbage can and attacked repeatedly. Mr. Funk has concussion, needed several stitches. Standing by right now is the world heavyweight champion, 
Raven. Terry Funk wasn't man enough to finish the match. I beat Terry Funk down while his partner Tommy Dreamer cried. Tommy Dreamer had to watch his mentor and his hero. See, Terry Funk, the hardcore legend, not have the guts or the intestinal fortitude to finish the match. He could not finish the match. Something about his ear. He was he was bleeding from his ear. Stand up here. You stand up and talk to me now. I want to talk to you right now. Damn you, I'm telling you to stand up. Are you going to stand up? Are you not? Stand up, damn you. Terry Funk, if I stand up, I will leave you in no condition to see me wrestle someone else April 13th and I want you alive and well and miserable as you see somebody else wrestle me for the ECW World Heavyweight title on the pay-per-view and watch your comeback go straight down the tubes I'm tired of your bull I'm tired of this idiot this imbecile that you got running around here Brian Lee saying show me the money show me Why don't you say something to this old, dilapidated old man? 
Why don't you say something to me now? Go ahead. You don't have the cards to say anything to me right now. And if I get you in that ring, you jerk, if I have the opportunity to get you in that, in that ring, I am going to tell you I am not going to be a long-winded old man. I am going to give you the shortest story that you've ever heard from anyone right now. If I get you in the ring, you want to call me Wendy? If I get you in the ring, Raven, on the 13th of April, I'm going to beat the and done it now um that is some gold great stuff there from terry funk as he tells this like bratty like brooding sitting in the in the locker room raven as he has his belt draped over his shoulder he just reminds me of one of those kids that just like remains silent but still does like stupid shit like spill the spill the coke on the table at a restaurant, you know, and stares at you while he's doing it, and then you tell him time out, and he just goes and sits, but he's still got that brooding face, and you just, you just, but you love him because he's yours, you know, like, because his dad was the same, as Terry mentions in that promo, which is brilliant, the idiot horse, uh, Terry Funk and his horses, which is great, you know, this idea for this old veteran to bump heads with this uh, rebel uh, raven who is like this new figure of anti-authority and anti-hero. Um, he's actually, you know, a heel right now, but in a way he, he works as a neutral character. Nonetheless, uh, it make you want to see the match. April 13th, 1997, barely legal. That's right. We get sent back to Joey Styles, and he's wondering what Terry Funk's future is, and sends us to more footage from CyberSlam 1997. Mid-match, it's Spike Dudley versus Axel Rotten. But then, the Dudley boys, Bubba and Devon, who recently reunited, again, brothers in arms now, uh, they come down and they, they help they help Axel get the victory here, and they start beating down Spike, and they go for a triple Dudley Death Drop 3D, which is that, which is what it's named now. I mean, essentially it was the Bubba Cutter. Now it's the Dudley Death Drop. But all three men, Axel, Devon, and Bubba, that is, go for this uh, this 3D where Bubba's gonna hit the cutter. Axel doesn't even fall to his knees, uh, so they hit Spike with it. It looks pretty nasty. They're still getting the, uh, you know, the dust off of that one, trying to work out the kinks in that move. Then all of a sudden, the gangsters' music hits. It's New Jack and Mustafa. It's that hardcore spot fest from here. So I'm going to make this interesting and have music blasting in the background while I run this down. And, uh, you know, that'll be the end of the show. Uh, there's there's blood everywhere. New Jack climbs the entrance or exit balcony. He run dives like Jackie Chan in Rumble in the Bronx. And he just runs off this thing and crashes into the table that Axel is laid out on. It's an all-out war. The ending comes with New Jack 
on the top rope, hitting Devon with a chair as Devon approaches Nijak. Nijak. As Devon approaches Nujak from the outside of the apron, and as a result of the chair shot from Nujak, Devon falls to the outside apron corner and through tables that have been set up previously. Sound familiar? It happens all the time now. Anyhow, Nujak, he looks in the ring and sees Bubba. He dives in the ring with the top rope, nothing, and gets caught with the Bubba cutter, though. One, two, three, Bubba pins New Jack. We go off the air. That is your ECW episode. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, as always, you can find us on any plot podcasting platform by searching Retromania with a W. Thanks. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Please like Rate, review, share, and subscribe if you like this podcast. We gotta get out of here. Oh my god! Nice cube on some murder and shit. Keeping